gentlemen, it's Steven and this vacation, and I hope I didn't keep you waiting, so with that being said, let's jump right back into our Wednesday wrestling with AEW Dynamite from February 26th. We have a opener of Pac versus Kenny Omega, 30-minute Ironman match. I went in this one wondering how this would affect Kenny Omega for the tag team match at Revolution, win or lose. I was also wondering, given the length of the match, how much would be sacrificed to picture in picture. This was, as we were informed by commentary, the third time Pac and Omega have met. Omega, with about 17 minutes left in the match, hits a nice uh, Tiger Driver 98. This bout went about 16 minutes long before we see the point decided to Kenny due to a chair shot DQ'd by Pac. Um, AEW Iron Man rules are that we have 30 seconds between a fall. Um, we see Pac pick up another fall, making it 1-1 when he hits a black arrow. Uh, the cast goes picture in picture very nicely here. Um, between the 30 second intervals so we didn't lose much to picture in picture which was my worry going in to the match um, of course that disqualification was the first disqualification in AEW history Pac puts Omega through a table on the outside of piece even slams him in the face Pac hits a v, two V triggers in a Uranagi on Omega's neck encounters a one wing angel into a poison rana the match goes about 30 minutes at one and one falls, and then it was placed into sudden fall where Pac wins with a one-winged angel. Pac was interrupted post-match by Orange Cassidy, and Pac punched Orange Cassidy. The next up was LAX and Sammy Guevara versus the Jurassic Express. This match was going off their encounter on the... The, the, going off the in, encounter the two teams had in the Battle Royale last week. It was good stuff, especially Marco Stunt and Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen comes out to prevent Sammy from cheating, furthering their rivalry going into Revolution, and Jungle Boy gets a pin. Darby, once again, borrows Sammy's cue card thing to warn him about their match come Revolution. Then we see the match of Best Friends versus Butcher Bunny with the Blade. I mean, excuse me, Butcher and the Blade with Bunny. We are to understand that the Team Triple B that I shortened up there to save time for our podcast is no longer doing the bidding of MJF, but then again, I guess they're going to tag to tomorrow or whatever it is that I record this. Wednesday, so I don't know about that. that. That's what it was saying on commentary. This match could easily prove any doubters to best friends wrong. We see a crazy spear from Beretta to Pepper on the outside. Cassidy and Bunny have a funny exchange of each other's gimmicks, you might want to say. Um, the Bunny took Cassidy's glasses, he took the ears. He hits the suicide dive on the outside. He allows the best friends to win. We learned from an interview with Tony Schiavone that we will see Cassidy's first singles match at Revolution against Pac, and he might actually try. The next match was Yuka Sakazaki versus Big Swole versus Shauna versus Hikaru Shida. 
but Hikaru, I'm hard time pronouncing people's names, but I digress. We learned Swole won three, three out of four of her last matches, and that Sheena is from Portugal. Yuka has the small, scrappy, underdog type vibe in this match, but she did really good, too. There was some really innovative stuff for a four-way match. Made me want to see Swole versus Shayna and um, Sheeta versus Yuka one-on-one. Um, Swole wins with a kick. And she will face the winner of the Women's Revolution match. She is now one. Uh, excuse me. The, the who's one? Excuse me. Sheeta picked up the win on this one over Swole with a nice knee. She will face the winner of the Women's Revolution match versus. Uh, not versus, but of. She will face the winner of Chris Thatlander versus Nyla Rose at Revolution, so she is now number one contender. Um, the next up, we had an interview with um, JR and the Elite going into their big confrontation at a, uh, AEW Revolution. Next, after that, we had a Moxley-Jericho weigh-in of the excuse me, heavyweight championship match at Revolution. Um, we see Moxley weigh in at 234 pounds. This evolves into a massive fight where we see um, Darby Allen come out, Jericho gets busted open, and Jericho takes Moxley out with the Judas Effect end that episode of AEW Dynamite. Next up, naturally, we have NXT from February 26th. Um, we opened the show up with Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes. It was a nice, hard-hitting, action-packed match, playing off of how much bigger Dominic is and his big-man style of offense, which was actually compared to The Undertaker. Um, he hits a, another awesome Arihari moonsault to the outside, but hurt his leg. He is attacked by Damian Priest, but is able to crawl into the match only to get caved in by Cameron Grimes for the win, and is treated by medical staff after the match. After this, we see Regal announce that because Flair vs. Ripley at WrestleMania is official, we will see a woman's ladder match to crown the number one contender for that match taking place at NXT TakeOver Tampa. After that, we had a Finn Balor segment. He says he is the man. He has been to Japan and Mexico. He has been the Intercontinental and the Universal Universal Champion, and he might. Excuse me. He hasn't peaked yet. He is at his peak. For he has been at his peak for the last 20 years. 
and he wonders who will be the next one to get the fin rub. He is attacked by Imperium as Walter sends his regards. So we were wondering if we'd see that match, Finn Balor versus Walter. Would we see that at fifth, uh, Takeover Tampa, or would we see that at Takeover Dublin? Hmm. Next up was Zaya Lee versus Mia Yim. The two show all the code of honor before the match. The match was interrupted by Tegan and um, Raquel. Lee gets the pin over Yim with a distraction, Raquel, and then takes out them both. Next up, we have uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Austin Theory. We learned that Theory is only 22 years old. He gets a lot of nice offense to set off the pace. Ciampa then gets the upper hand before the commercial break. He hits a nasty rolling thunder um, in a knee for a two count. then see Theory counter an air raid crazy an air raid siren into an air raid an air raid crash into an air raid siren. He also has a nice buckle bomb and an ataxia. He throws Chompa barrier to barrier, getting a little revenge for the week prior. But Chompa picks up the win with the widow's bell in the fairy tale ending. Gargano comes out post-match and attacks Tommaso Chompa. Theory aids Gargano but gets taken out and Gargano Hits two super kicks on Ciampa and plays out a little bit of a similar similar scenario um, that we've seen in their rivalries past, with him sitting on the edge of the apron and um, Mauro Ronaldo gets himself in a little bit of trouble here by calling him Johnny Turncoat. The next match was Killian Dane versus Bronson Reed. This match had uh, North American title implications due to Dijakovic being injured. Um, he had a hematoma hamstring on his hamstring. Uh, we see a nice guillotine leg drop to Bronson by Killian Dane. Reed shows us some Australian strong style. NXT in North American title is open territory for big men these days. Uh, Reed blocks a Vader bomb after an attempt at a Death Valley bomb. Dane picks up the win with multiple cannonballs and a nice, nasty, nasty Vader bomb. We next up see the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Forgotten Sons. Um, the Forgotten Sons take offense to the comments that the Grizzled Young Veterans have been making against America. A couple of them have had served. A couple of um, members of the Forgotten Sons. Um, we hear from commentary that the fans have started a take your shoes off if you hate Zach Gibson movement. Nigel was playing heel against the Suns. Uh, he was very pro Grizzled Young Veterans in this match. The Suns are a very underrated team, I feel. The Suns make a nice dominant uh, stint right before commercial break, but uh, Steve Cutler for me, was the MVP of this match. Grizzled Young Veterans do pick up the win when they hit Wesley Blake with Ticket to Mayhem. Next up, we see Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. 
Flair seemed to uh, have different colored gear for this occasion. She got the uh, you don't go here chance, but the crowd was pretty evenly split on this one. Nice even offense too. We see nice strong chops from Flair. This was the this was her first match in NXT in over four years. Kind of makes me believe she may stick around a little bit, at least after WrestleMania. Maybe she'll come around for a couple matches here and there after NXT, at least to continue this feud with um, Bel Air or continue her feud with Ripley. I don't know. But Bianca blocks Moonsault. Bel Air hits a nice spear, but she is speared back by Flair for a win. And um, she attacks Bel Air after the match. Rhea Ripley makes the save eventually. And that concludes the February 26th edition of NXT. up here as we move right into AEW Revolution. Um, let's talk about the buy-in first. It was SCU versus the Dark Order. The Dark Order are followers. The Dark Order's followers were at ringside. They were getting involved intermittently in the match. SCU think that Christopher Daniels is the exalted one. Um, Sky changes the tempo once he finally does get into the ring. After being held back, Uno takes out Kazarian with the steps on the outside then aids Grayson for the win. The Dark Order overwhelm SCU and we see the debut of Colt Cabana. He faces off with Grayson but is overpowered by the Dark Order. It seems the Exalted One ceases the attack and reveals himself but it is Christopher Daniels with a swerve and he attacks the Dark Order. Next up we see the first match of AEW Revolution, which was Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. I really like Dustin's face paint on this one with like a stitched up kind of smile. He was wearing um, a he was wearing a I'm here to fight Jericho's bitch shirt. Really nice um, action on the outside. Huge lariat by Hager. Auburn even checks on Dustin after this lariat. Dustin with a controversial kiss on the cheek to Hager's wife. This was going around on Twitter, but this was after Hager had made out with her to start the match, basically, and then he kept going over to her. So it was just basically to play off of them being lovey-dovey, I guess. Um, Dustin hits a low blow in the code red for a two count. Hager wins with a low blow. No, Hager then lows blows him, then locks him in a standing triangle, putting him to sleep for the win. The next match was Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Darby was just coming off of an injury at the hands of Sammy Guevara due to him slamming the oh, uh, skateboard to his throat. Darby hits a suicide dive to start this one off right to the outside. Um... Darby hangs Sammy up on the barrier and then hits a suicide dive on him. That was pretty innovative. 
Sammy hits Darby with the skateboard and then put him through a table with an amazing 640 senton off the top rope to the outside. Sammy hits a nice diving foot stomp to um, Darby. Very cool Spanish fly from Sammy. Sammy exposes the turnbuckle only for Darby to use it on him. Darby hits a stunner and a very long distance drop coffin drop for the win. Hager then saves Sammy from getting beaten up post-match. Next up we see the Young Bucks versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega had a nice all-black one-wing angel jacket. This match was definitely going off of their prior NPW New Japan Pro Wrestling lineage. Heavy cannon to AEW actually brought up on commentary. This whole story of the Bullet Club into the Elite. Matt Jackson snaps on Adam Page after he spits in Matt Jackson's face. This was the most serious I've ever seen the Young Bucks. Kenny's shoulder was heavily taped due to the 30-man Iron Man match with Pac. It was pretty awesome to see in here uncensored fan chants during the pay-per-view as opposed to having to be on TV and the fans usually have been getting censored. Bucks throw out a tribute to the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, this match gets this is awesome chance, fight forever chance, even fans standing on their feet for it. AEW chance. We see a crazy triple northern light suplex on the ramp by Matt to Hangman. Then we see a, um, they hit an indie taker. Then Kenny super kick parties. Nick with two V triggers for a one count. They then dares him to hit another one. He does for a two count. Um, Nick Jackson seemed to be the voice of reason in this match, but might have been the wrongdoing in, in actuality. Page hits one wing angel because Omega couldn't do to his shoulder. Uh, he wins the match by buckshot layering both young bucks and picking up a win in the ring. He then does tease a buckshot to Omega and we see that throughout the uh, many various videos between being the elite, road 2, and uh, just lots of many facets of the AEW universe going up weekly here at AEW Dark and stuff like that. that Page wants to leave the elite. We find this out on being the elite. So the main YouTube vlog. We then come up to our women's match of the evening. Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Statlander had new colored beer. Very cool entrance. She said that she was said to be very sick in this match. Nyla had an awesome Deathstroke um, tribute that was even mentioned on commentary. Statlander, very strong. Both women are pretty good sized. And uh, Statlander wasn't very much smaller than Nyla. So these two probably have to be the biggest in the women's um, division right now. Like I said, Nyla being the biggest and then Statlander not being too much smaller. Statlander is a very strong woman. Um, Nyla hits a nice spear from the ramp into the ring. Suicide dive style. Um, I was shocked to learn that Statlander had only three years of experience. 
She hits an avalanche brain buster, but loses to an avalanche beast bomb. This was a pretty good match. Next up was Cody Rhodes versus MJF. MJF came to the ring with a fancy new robe. We learned that Cody had a broken toe. Cody came out to a live rendition of his song. MJF ducks Cody most of the early going, throws um, soda on a fan. Cody hits a brutal clothesline over the top rope, running from the entrance tunnel. MJF takes Cody's boot off and bites his broken toe. Cody busts MJF open in this match. Um, Brandy hits a diving crossbody to Wardlow, getting Cody to accidentally boot Arn Anderson. Cody checks on MJF and then, oh, Cody checks on Arn Anderson and MJF hits him with a low blow. MJF MJF tries everything down to attempting to whip Cody with his own weight belt. But Cody hits him with a low blow and an underhook pile driver. MJF gets whipped with the weight belt, then the weight belt is thrown to the crowd. MJF spits in Cody's face and Cody He kicked and he kicks out of two crossroads. MJF knocks Cody out with the diamond ring for the win. Cheating on MJF's part. Disputatious. Next up we have Pac versus Cassidy. First off, we have a crazy leg kicking leg spot to start us off. Cassidy is the king of slaw style. Puck brutalizes Cass in the outside, smashing him off the barrier and off the ring post, then delivers an avalanche brain buster. Stops the count before three goes to hit the black arrow, but Cass keeps rolling away from him. Cassidy hits Puck with a suicide dive. He then also hits a slumdog millionaire, but is taken off the top rope. The Lucha Brothers interrupt the match. Puck puts the brutalizer on Cass for the win. Next up we have the main event of the evening. evening Moxley vs Jericho. Moxley always one-upping himself enters from outside of the building this time. Jericho gets played out by Amazing Live Wire. Moxley chews Jericho's eyebrow. Jericho busts Moxley open on the ring pole, power bombs him through the timekeeper's table. Moxley converts a lion tamer into a heel hook. Ortiz interferes, hits him with the mad ball. Um, Jericho hits the lion salt for a two count. Moxley puts, puts Jericho in the walls. Um, Jericho pushes ref Aubrey, trying to get intentionally DQ. Hager hits Moxley. This gets the whole entire inner circle ejected. Sammy hits Moxley with the belt. This is only a two count. Jericho starts targeting Moxley's eyes. And we learn that Moxley could see this whole time. He hits a paradigm shift for the win. And he becomes the new AEW champion. He says after the match that he will not hide behind the belt. gentlemen to start us off we got AEW from March 4th the show starts off with our brand new champ John Moxley saying that the title belongs to the people we brought professional wrestling back he says that the, he is not hiding from anyone especially the inner circle and he dares them to come out they do Jericho says he doesn't need a belt to be late champion 
and Moxley's win was built on a lie. He's a cheater and a snake oil salesman. The inner circle are now a hit squad and the entire roster is on notice. If Moxley walks away on his own tonight, Jericho will go away for 60 days. Up first we see SCU and Colt Cabana vs. The Dark Order. Alex Reynolds, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Evil Uno versus SCU in full. A continuation off of the pay-per-view buy-in. Uno takes lots of cheap shots on this one. Colt on top of his game. Look real good with Stu Grayson. He wins the match with a Superman pin after he hit a Chicago style Chicago skyline. Evo Uno says the exalted one is going to be furious. Big Swole versus Leva Bates was the next one up. Britt Baker on commentary. Swole wins a quick, uh, very hard-hitting match. Made Swole look like a beast. Leva did get a handful of offense in, but she was taken out by the much more powerful Big Swole. Next up, we have Cody Rhodes' segment. He says he is embarrassed to lose to MJF, and he wants MJF to come out and tell him man-to-man that he beat him. We then see the debut of Jake the Snake Roberts. He says he is tired of hearing Cody whine, and he is here to slay Cody, Caesar of AEW. He says he has a client, and the dark side will come to AEW with Jake the Snake on the outside against Cody. Cody um, can bring his one-trick pony Arn Anderson with him, he says. Next up, we see Pac versus Chuck Taylor. Very quick-paced and very um, acrobatic match. Chuck was definitely bringing the fight to Pac. Very competitive match. Best friends were over huge with the crowd. Chuck hits an underhook pile driver from the top rope for a two count. He goes for a moonsault, but Pac um, sinks in the brutalizer on him for the win. Cassidy stands up to Pac after the match, but he is taken out and brutalized by the Lucha Brothers. We see that this is the formation of the Death Triangle Squad, a new faction here on AEW of sorts. Pentagon even bites Cassidy's ear. We hear that Sean Spears is looking for a partner some sort. Then we see QT Marshall versus Jake Hager. Big uh, smash mouth hoss fight here, ladies and gentlemen. Hager overpowers him with impressive slams and a running knee. Um, he does counter a tornado DDT, hits a nasty lariat, and puts QT to sleep with the standing arm triangle. Need to see QT go out that way. Next up, we see Darby Allen and John Moxley versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. The inner circle dismembered John Moxley in the atrium. Um, Hager and Moxley fight back and forth, but uh, Moxley is put to sleep with the arm triangle. And we see Darby take the match on triple threat style as doctors tend to John Moxley in the atrium. Very fast offense from Darby. He holds his own for a while but is outnumbered quick. The inner circle surround the ring. Jericho and um, 
Darby and Jericho's segments in the match were pretty neat. Uh, Darby gets exhausted but keeps fighting back. He coffin drops the inner circle from the top rope to the outside. Jericho takes out Allen with the Judas effect off of a suicide dive, and Sammy gets the pin in the ring. Moxley comes back looking for a fight, and um, they powerbomb him off of the entrance area on through tables to end the show. And let's move on to the last bit of news here. NXT from March 4th. We open up with Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai in the Steel Cage match. Um, this Steel Cage match started in a cage pod at NXT War Games. Beth Phoenix was not on commentary due to being attacked by Randy Orton on Raw. I guess Dakota Kai is now going by King Coda. Tegan Knox hits a nice cannon board in tribute to her trainer. Knox choke slams Kai off the top of the cage into the ring. Kai knocks her down as she went into some sort of trance. Raquel keeps Knox from escaping so she hits Kai in the ring with a cross body. Raquel gets slammed by the cage door and then she pins um, Knox between the outside of the cage and the cage door keeping her pinned while Knox, or excuse me, Kai escaped for the win. Next up, we see a really short one out of Shotzi Blackheart and Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, assuming to have new gear and a new song again. Uh, this was a qualifying match for the number one contender ladder match at NXT TakeOver Tampa. Chelsea wins with um, an I'm Prettier, a play on Christian's Unprettier. She is the first entrant into the number one contender ladder match. Next up, Keith Lee addresses the NXT North American title situation. Daikoja Vic is injured. He's going week by week at this point. Grimes interrupts him. He says he has been, he has, he has beaten Dijakovic faster than he could. He keeps interrupting him. Lee actually hits him, and we find out that they will have a NXT title match next week. Next up, we have the Undisputed Era versus Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Um really good tag match here O'Reilly and Birch were very good they had a nice exchange and uh, they keep Oni separated most of the match but once he does get into the ring he starts clearing house and changing the pace of the match he hits a running blockbuster off the top rope and uh, but Oni tries to double team the Undisputed Era in the ring, corner to corner, but they cut him off and hit no man's land for the win. They set up a match down the line between him and the Broserweights. The Broserweights come out and say that they will give them a rematch, and they are attacked by the grizzled young veterans who say they are the true number one contenders, and it's out with the old and in with the new. Next one was Swerve Scott versus Austin Theory. This match was made earlier in the day on the NXT YouTube channel. Theory is calling himself the greatest of all time. He hits a nice gut, gut wrench suplex. That's one of my favorite moves. Swerve was over huge with the crowd. 
Uh, Theory hits an RP1 for a 2 count. Swerve snaps his arm, very nasty. Theory hits a 1 arm ATL for the win. Next up we see Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong in a steel cage match. Uh, Dream gets the control early on after a mid cage crossbody, but Strong does gain the upper hand back, focusing on Dream's rehab back. His wife comes out to check on him and introduces a kendo stick to the match. Dream gets some offense in with the kendo stick, but Strong uses it on him to implement it into a backbreaker. Um, Dream ends up busting Strong out of the cage so he could focus on Adam Cole who was in the ring as the Undisputed Era surrounded the cage. He fended most of them off, kept Adam Cole in the ring. He let Strong escape so he could focus on Adam Cole, taking him out. And um, with the kendo stick, as his sights are now obviously towards the NXT heavyweight title to end NXT and our week of wrestling for March 4th. Now, I believe due to the week of February 26th, I would have to give that one to AEW. One score for AEW, and this week I would have to give it to NXT due to the two steel cage matches, and I really like Theory versus um, Swerve. So this week I will give it to NXT. So as for March 11th, I will start off the podcast with NXT. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Like it, share it, support it. This is the Duke. Goodbye.